ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so in the last several weeks We've been studying the Iman in the Day of Judgment. We've studied all of the various aspects beginning from the moment of death when the angels, they come and they take the soul of an individual moving on to what happens in the Barzakh from the trial of the grave when the angels, they come and they question every individual. Who is your Lord? What is your religion? And who is your prophet? And then on to the punishments and the blessings of the grave. The punishments where the grave is tightened upon the person to such a degree that his bones, they are squashed and broken in that squashing of the grave upon him. And a door is opened up into hellfire, so the evil smells, they enter. And as for the believer, then his grave is made spacious, as far as the eyesight can see. And a door is opened up into paradise, and so he smells the beautiful smells of paradise. Then after that, where the signs of the Day of Judgment occurring itself. And we mentioned that some of the signs are signs that have already gone by. And some of the signs are signs that are currently occurring. And some of the signs are signs that will occur in the future, have not occurred yet. And then we mentioned the major signs. The major signs that will occur just prior to the hour being established. Those major signs, from amongst them we discussed the Dajjal and the descent of Isa alayhi salam and Ya'juj and Ma'juj and the rising of the sun from the west. We discussed several of these signs from the major signs. And then the blowing of the trumpet occurs, the blowing of the horn, which will signal the beginning of the day of judgment. And we mentioned it is Israfil alayhi salam, who will blow the trumpet on that day, or blow the horn on that day. And that blowing of the horn will signify the beginning of the day of resurrection. So when he blows the horn the first time, the people will be shocked and in fear. And when he blows the horn again, they will fall unconscious. And when he blows the horn again, then they will be resurrected looking and standing. Then when that resurrection occurs, various things take place on that day. The sun is brought close to the earth. 
until it is within a mile of the earth and there will be no shade for anyone on that day except for those people who Allah will shade on that day. سَبَعَةٌ يَظِلُّهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ظِلِّهِ يَوْمَ لَا ظِلَّ إِلَّا ظِلُّهُ That on that day there are seven groups of people who Allah will place under His shade on a day when there is no shade except His. Then we mentioned how the people will be in terror and they will be in fright and they will be in shock and they will look at each other and they will say look at the calamity we are in look at the disaster that we are in find someone who can speak to Allah on our behalf so then they go to the different prophets and messengers and all of them excuse themselves until they come to Muhammad and he makes the intercession for them then from the other events which take place on that day the balancing of the deeds of a person on the weighing scale the good deeds on one side the bad deeds on the other side also the books are given to the people on that day the suhuf the book of deeds that every individual had the good deeds that he did the bad deeds that he did and every single one of them is written down and recorded and nothing is missed it is mentioned that the angels one on the right one on the left they write down everything an individual does all of his actions even it could be something insignificant as you think it could be something you give no importance to yet that detail could be the reason why you enter paradise or enter hellfire in the hadith it mentions and in the second part and because of that one word that you said you didn't pay any attention to it you didn't give any significance to it that one word which could be a word of goodness or that one word which could be a word of evil that could be the reason why you are entered into paradise or it could be the reason why you are thrown into the hellfire and that's why we mentioned before the importance of sincerity in your deeds because the hadith it mentioned from the first types of people who will be thrown into the hellfire on that day they were people who used to outwardly perform worship an individual who fought in the path of Allah yet he only did it to show off so he will be thrown into the fire and an individual who used to teach the people he used to teach them the Quran yet he only did it to show off so he will be thrown into the fire and an individual who used to give in charity yet he only did that to show off so he will be thrown into the fire so look at the example of these people outwardly they were actually performing worship yet because their worship was not sincere for Allah they were cast and thrown into the fire so those books will be given to the people on that day the righteous will be given their books in their right hands 
and the others will be given their books in their left hands. Then also on that day is the accountability itself. And the accountability we mentioned is two types. The accountability which is a presentation of your deeds, al-ard. And this type of person will pass. But the munaqashah, the one who is scrutinized over his affairs, then that is the one who is destroyed, as the Prophet ﷺ mentioned to Aisha radiallahu anha in the hadith. Then also on that day we mentioned regarding the intercession that occurs, the different types of intercession that occur. And we also mentioned the bridge that the people must cross over, that bridge which is thinner than a hair, sharper than a sword, it has claws on it, it is slippery and it is dark, and the people must cross over it to reach paradise. And some people, they will have much light, a lot of light to be able to see, and others will have less light depending on how many good deeds they had. And some people will cross over quickly with ease, and some people will be very slow, and the last of them will be slowly crawling upon his stomach. Such will be the levels of the people crossing that bridge on that day, depending on their deeds. And we also mentioned about the pond, the pond of the Prophet wasallam, the hawd, and how its liquid, its water, will be whiter than milk, and sweeter than honey, and colder than ice, more fragrant than musk. The one who drinks from it will never be thirsty again. The number of cups around it are more than the number of stars in the sky. All of these details we covered. Until when the people, they cross over the bridge and they go past the Qantara. They arrive at the gates of paradise. And when they arrive at the gates of paradise, what do they see? What occurs when they arrive at the gates of paradise? They find that the gates of paradise are closed. So then they go again to all of the prophets and messengers, asking who can make the shafa'ah, who can make the intercession for the gates of paradise to be opened for them. So they go to the different prophets and messengers, and all of them excuse themselves until eventually they come to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he is the one who can make that intercession. So he makes that intercession, that shafa'ah, for the people with Allah, so that the gates of paradise are opened and they enter. In paradise, this eternal abode, as we mentioned, Paradise and hellfire that will continue forever. Because after the resurrection there is no more death. After the resurrection there is no more death. The people of paradise will remain in paradise forever in blessing. And the ones who are upon shirk will remain in hellfire forever in punishment. There is no death after that. In the narration it is mentioned that death will come in the form of a black ram and it will be slaughtered. Death will be slaughtered on that day so there is no more death after that. 
That's why we mentioned the people of Hellfire. They will say to Malik, the gatekeeper, ask your Lord to finish us off. But then he will say to them, Indeed, you are staying here. Innakum makithun. You are remaining here. You will not die now. You will not exit now. So that is the eternal abode. With regards to that then, Allah has prepared paradise for the believers. And Allah has prepared hellfire for the disbelievers. And for the disobedient. In the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, which people are going to go to paradise and which people are going to go to hellfire. So the Prophet ﷺ said, كُلُّ أُمَّتِي يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا مَنْ أَبَى All of my ummah will enter paradise. All of my ummah will enter paradise, the Prophet ﷺ said, except for those who refuse. All of my ummah will enter paradise, except for those who refuse. They said, but who will refuse, O Messenger of Allah? Who would refuse to go to paradise? Who would refuse to enter paradise? He said, Whoever obeys me will enter paradise. And whoever disobeys me, then he has refused. Who are the people who are refusing to enter paradise? The ones who refuse to obey the Messenger of Allah. If you refuse to obey the commandments of the Quran and the Sunnah, then you are refusing entry into paradise. You are refusing yourself to enter paradise by refusing to follow the Quran and the Sunnah. So the Prophet said, the ones who refuse are the ones who disobey. They disobey, they refuse to obey, and so they are refusing themselves entry into paradise. So in this narration it becomes clear that the one who obeys Allah and his messenger, then he is the one who enters paradise. And as for the one who disobeys, then he is the one who is refusing himself entry into paradise. And instead is in line for entry into hellfire. Allah has prepared all types of blessings in paradise. And there are all types of punishment in the hellfire. If you consider the example of paradise and the types of narrations that have been mentioned about paradise. In one hadith it is mentioned that Allah has prepared in paradise مَا لَا عَيْنَ رَأَتْ وَلَا أُذُنَ سَمِعَتْ وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِ Allah has prepared in paradise so many blessings and bounties that no eye has ever seen. There are blessings in paradise 
so magnificent, no eye has ever seen them. Wala uduna sami'at, no ear has ever heard them. Wala khatara ala qalbi bashar, and neither has anybody ever been able to imagine them. It has not occurred to anyone what those types of blessings can be in paradise. Blessings that no eye has seen yet, no ear has heard yet, and no heart has ever imagined yet. Things that have never occurred to you. Such are the great types of blessings that Allah has prepared for the people of paradise. In another narration it mentions, because somebody might say, we know what's going to be in paradise. Does it not mention in the Quran the different types of fruits that are going to be in paradise? Does it not mention in the Quran the gardens under which rivers flow? All of these descriptions are mentioned. So maybe a person could say, but we have seen those types of things before. And we have heard about those types of things before. And we have imagined those types of things before. So how do we understand this narration? In another hadith it mentions that those names of different fruits and different things in paradise, they are the same names, but the realities of them are different to what you have in this world. So there are, for example, pomegranates, Roman. The pomegranates that are mentioned which are in paradise, are they going to be the same as the pomegranates which we have now? They will not be. There are other fruits that are mentioned, they will be in paradise. And we know those names of those fruits, and we know what they look like. But will they be the same in paradise? No. So even though we know the names of things that will be in paradise, we don't know the reality of how they will be. We don't know the actuality of what they will be. So they are only but names to us. What is in the reality of the blessings, no ear has heard, no eye has seen, and no heart has ever perceived. If we mention some of the descriptions found in the Quran and the Sunnah regarding some of the things in paradise. <coughs> It is mentioned in a variety of narrations, summarized. Bina'uha labinah min dhahab wa labinah min fiddah. That the construction within paradise, the construction of paradise is from bricks of gold and silver, made and constructed within it from bricks of gold and silver. وَمِلَاطُهَا الْمِسْكَ الْأَذْفَرَ And the, the cement, what holds together these bricks, that is a type of cement which has the most beautiful of fragrance. So the building, the construction is of gold and silver bricks as you may say. And the material holding them together is of the most beautiful fragrance. 
بناؤها لبن من ذهب ولبن من فضة وملاطها المسك الأذفر وحسباء وحسباءها اللؤلؤ والياقوت and the pebbles the pebbles that you find in paradise then they will be of pearls and rubies pearls and rubies of these types of pebbles that you will find in paradise this all indicates to you how great the nature of paradise will be construction of gold and silver with the inner linings of the most beautiful of fragrance pebbles of pearls and rubies imagine this greatness and it is more than what we can imagine as no heart has perceived the reality of it but even these things when we think about it we know about the greatness and the beauty of them and the soil the ground will be of za'faran and this is a type of plant upon which dying occurs from it the ground will be of this nature of this plant and it is mentioned from the various descriptions also وَإِنَّ فِيهَا لَشَجَرَةً يَسِيرُ الرَّاكِبُ فِي ظِلِّهَا مِئَةَ عَامٍ لَا يَقْطَعُهَا There will be a tree in paradise so large that if somebody riding, not walking, riding on an animal, running through the shade of that tree, it would take a hundred years and he would still not be able to cross over the length or the, the, the size of the shade of this tree. A hundred years riding and he would not get to the other side of the shadow of this tree. Such is the greatness of this tree that is mentioned in paradise. Also, it is mentioned about the levels وَفِي الْجَنَّةِ مِئَةُ دَرَجَةِ مَا بَيْنَ كُلِّ دَرَجَةِ وَدَرَجَةِ كَمَا بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَعْلَاهَا الْفِرْدَوْسِ That there are a hundred levels in paradise between each level to the next level is like the distance between the heavens and the earth vast gaps between one level to the next like the gap between the heavens and the earth, the vastness of the heavens and the earth, such is the level between one to the next. And the highest of the levels of paradise is Al-Firdaus. Al-Firdaus is the highest of the levels of paradise. وَمِنْهُ تَفَجَّرَ أَنْهَارُ الْجَنَّةِ أو تَفَجَّرُ أَنْهَارُ الْجَنَّةِ That in paradise, from Firdaus, the rivers of paradise are sourced from. The rivers of paradise, they exit from there. And these rivers of paradise, the descriptions given about them, 
about the rivers of paradise. فَأَنْهَارُ أو أنهار مِنْ مَاءٍ غَيْرِ آسٍ That these rivers, they will be made of water that does not change. This water, it does not go off. It does not go off and it does not change. in غَيْرِ آسٍ إِلَا يَتَغَيَّرُ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِّنْ لَبَنٍ لَمْ يَتَغَيَّرْ طَعْمُهُ And there will be rivers of milk and their taste does not change, their taste does not go off. Rivers of milk وَأَنْهَارٌ مِّنْ خَمْرٍ لَذَّةً لِلشَّارِبِينَ And rivers of wine And they will be delicious to the ones who drink from them These are all different types of rivers وَأَنْهَارٌ مِّنْ عَسَلٍ And rivers from pure honey These are the types of descriptions given regarding some of the rivers of paradise Rivers of water that does not change, of milk that does not go off, of wine that is beautiful to the taste, and of pure honey. These are the examples of the rivers of paradise. وَأَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ عَلَى سُورَةِ الْقَمَرِ لَيْلَةَ الْبَدْرِ And the people of paradise, they will be upon beautification themselves. They will be upon the appearance of the moon when it is a full moon. On the night of a full moon. How the moon is in that fullness and beauty. That is the way that the people's appearances will be in the fullness and beauty. Those who are in paradise. Their food will be fruits from which they select. Fruits that they desire, fruits that they choose to eat. Their food will be from the fruits that they choose to eat. And the meat of birds from that which they desire. And and their drink will be wine which is mixed with al-kafur and al-zanjabil. These are two fountains of water. Two fountains of water which emanate in paradise. The fountain of al-kafur and the fountain of al-zanjabil. So the water that they drink will be wine mixed from the liquids of these fountains in paradise of al-kafur and al-zanjabil. Also for the people of paradise it is mentioned that certain things they will be exempt from. So the people of paradise they do not spit. They do not have any need to spit. That is something which occurs in this world but it does not occur there. And neither do they have any need to blow out their noses? 
That is something which occurs to us in this world. That you need to blow your nose. That is something which does not occur for the people of paradise. This is not something which occurs for them. And the people of paradise do not have any need to relieve themselves. There is no need for visitation of toilet. At all for the people of paradise. They do not exit from them any feces or urine. وَحَاجَةُ أَحَدِهِمْ وَرَشْحٌ كَرَشْحِ الْمِسْكِ And these are mentioned regarding how the fragrance is like the fragrance of misk. So this all indicates to you that the physical compound of a person in paradise will be different to this world. They do not spit, they do not need to blow their noses, they do not need to visit the urinals, there is no relieving of themselves of the waste. On top of that, from the descriptions given, their cups, their plates, their utensils will be made of gold and silver. And that is mentioned in a famous hadith. لَا تَأْكُلُوا فِيَانِيَةِ الذَّهَبِ وَفِضَّةِ فَإِنَّهَا لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَلَكُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ Do not eat in the plates and utensils of gold and silver in this world. For the kuffar, they do that now. And for you, you will have that in the hereafter, the Prophet said. The utensils of gold and silver in paradise. وَلِبَاسُمُ الْحَرِيرِ وَلِبَاسُهُمْ الْحَرِيرِ The clothing will be of silk. Because again, in this world, the silk has been prohibited upon the men. As the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّ These two things are impermissible for the men of my ummah. And they are الحرير والذهب The silk and the gold. So they will be made permissible and the silk will be the clothing. وَحُلِيُّهُمْ أَسَاوِرُ الذَّهَبِ وَلُؤْلُؤُ And their adornment, their jewelry will be of gold and pearls. The greatest of the blessing of paradise, all of these different blessings, and a person has what he desires from the food and from the drink and all of the blessings of the way that paradise is the pearls and the rubies and the gold and the silver and the silk and the gold utensils all of these different blessings that a person is given in paradise but then the greatest of the blessings on that day the greatest of the blessings in paradise will be more than all of this. The greatest blessing in paradise is that Allah will allow the people of paradise to see Him. Allah will allow the people of paradise to see Him. And that will be the greatest blessing in paradise. وَجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرَةٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةٌ On that day the faces will be bright and glowing, looking at their Lord. 
affirmation that there will be sight of Allah in the hereafter. So in paradise, the greatest blessing is that the believers will be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَفْضَلُ نَعِيمِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ مَا يُحِلُّهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ رِضْوَانِهِ وَأَعْلَى السُرُورِ فِي يَوْمِ الْمَزِيدِ زِيَارَةِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ وَغَايَةُ النَّعِيمِ رُؤْيَةُ وَجْهِهِ الْكَرِيمِ the greatest of the blessing on that day will be the pinnacle of the blessing to see the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِذَا نَالَهَا أَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ نَسُوا مَا هُمْ فِيهِ مِنَ النَّعِيمِ When the people of paradise see Allah, such is the greatness of that blessing, they forget about all of the other blessings in paradise. Such is the great blessing of seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَهِيَ الْغَايَةُ الَّتِي يَتَنَافَسُ فِيهَا الْمُتَنَافِسُونَ And that is the objective that the people, they compete with each other to compete to be upon righteousness, to compete to be upon goodness in order that they have the blessings of paradise and they have the greatest of the blessings which is seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in paradise. Then also if we briefly mention hellfire for those whom the hellfire is prepared prepared for the individuals of evil prepared for those who are upon disobedience it is mentioned annaru darun a'addaha Allah ta'ala lil kafirin that is the abode that Allah has prepared for the disbelievers. Harruha shadid. The heat of, of hellfire is severe. What does it mention in the hadith about the heat of the hellfire compared to the heat of this world? 70 times hotter than any fire on this earth. Imagine how hot the fires are on this earth. The hottest type of fires on this earth, 70 times hotter than anything like that on this earth. وَمَقَامِعُهَا حَدِيدٌ وَمَقَامِعُهَا حَدِيدٌ الْمِقْمَعُ أَدَاتٌ يُضْرَبُ بِهَا لِلْمَنْعِ وَالتَّذْلِيلِ The instruments, the instruments used for beating the people in the hellfire will be of steel. They will be solid instruments that are used for the beating of the people and the punishment of the people. And the depth, the depth of hellfire is far, it is deep. That the hellfire, its lowest Pits are deep. Just like paradise, we said it goes up in levels. Hellfire goes down in pits. It's mentioned in Al-Munafiqeen Fiddarkil Asfali That the hypocrites, they will be in the lowest 
pits of the hellfire. So the depth, the pits of the fire are deep. In the hadith it mentions, وَإِنَّ الصَّخْرَ الْعَظِيمَةِ لَا تُلْقَى فِيهَا فَتَهْوِي سَبْعِينَ سَنَةً حَتَّى تَصِلَ إِلَى قَعْرِهَا in a hadith it mentions when the companions were sitting with the Prophet ﷺ and they heard a noise and the Prophet ﷺ told them that is a rock that was thrown into the hellfire 70 years ago. After 70 years it has finally hit the bottom of the hellfire. Finally hit to the bottom, the pits, the depths of the hellfire. So this indicates how great it is. وَلَا تَزَالُ يُرْقَى فِيهَا and continuously they will be thrown into it, those who are deserving of it. يُؤْتَى بِهَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ لَهَا سَبْعُونَ أَلْفَ زِمَامِ The hellfire will be dragged on the day of judgment and it will have 70,000 rains. 70,000 rains, ropes. 70,000 rains to drag the hellfire. Ma'akulli zimam with every rain, with every rope, sab'oona alfa malak yajurunaha. Seventy thousand angels dragging every rain, every rope. So seventy thousand ropes. Every rope has seventy thousand angels pulling it. So how many is that? So 70,000 times 70,000. 4.9 billion. 4.9 billion. 4.9 billion. On the earth now they say how many people they say. Six and a half billion or something. Six billion, seven billion they say. 4.95 billion almost. Almost like how many people on the earth today. As they say on their statistics. 4.9 billion angels pulling the hellfire on that day. The fire of this world is only one seventieth of the strength of the fire in the hereafter. فِيهَا حَيَّاتٌ كَأَعْنَاقِ الْإِبْلِ It mentions in some narrations there are snakes in there the size of the necks of camels. Huge snakes to the size of the necks of camels. وَعَقَارِبْ كَأَمْثَالِ الْبِغَالِ and scorpions the size of mules. Mule between a horse and a donkey. That size. That there will be scorpions to that size. Talsa'u ihdahunna al-kafira al-lis'ata fayuhissu summaha arba'ina sana. That a disbeliever will be stung by one of these poisonous animals once and he will feel the pain of that poison for 40 years. لِبَاسُ أَهْلِهَا ثَيَابٌ مِنْ نَارٍ 
The clothing of the people of the fire will be of fire. Their clothing will be made of the fire. And their food وَطَعَامُهُمْ أَزَّقُّومُ أَزَّقُّومُ شَجَرَ تَنْبُتُ فِي قَرَارِ الْجَحِيمُ فَمَرُهَا مُرُّ الطَّعَمُ كَرِيهُ الرَّائِحَةِ قَبِيحُ الْمَنْظَرِ Their food will be أَزَّقُّومُ And this is a tree which grows in the pits of the hellfire. A tree that grows in the pits of the hellfire. Its fruit is of an evil appearance and of a terrible smell and of a bitter taste. This is the food that they will be given. Sharabuhum al-hamim was-sadid. Their drink that they are given will be hot water and pus. Hot water and pus. Walau anna. قطرت قطرة من الزقوم قطرت في الدنيا لأفسدت على أهل الدنيا ومعايشهم If one drop from this زقوم one drop was to fall on this earth it would ruin everything on this earth ruin all of the livelihood of everybody on this earth such is the evil and the bitterness of it فكيف بمن تكون طعامه so how about those people who will have this tree as their food? A person will have to eat from it until his stomach is full. Then he will have to drink that boiling hot water. وَإِذَا شَرِبَهُ ذَابَ مَا فِي بَطْنِهِ and when the person drinks from it, what is in his stomach, it melts away. There is a better word. What is in his stomach dissolves away, huh? It dissolves away. What is in his stomach will dissolve away from the severity. Of what he has to eat and what he has to drink. It will dissolve everything away in his stomach. It will render it away. It will take it away. It will melt it away. Then he will be hit with an instrument of metal. With force that his body parts, his organs, they fall in front of him. Their hands are tied to their necks with chains. Or with the cuffs. And their feet and their heads will be tied together from behind their backs with chains. And so the punishment comes to them from their faces, from the front. They are not able to protect themselves with their hands. 
They are not able to protect themselves with their hands. وَيُسْحَبُونَ عَلَىٰ وُجُوهِهِمْ And they will be dragged on their faces. يَطْلُبُونَ مِنْ خَزَنَةِ جَهَنَّمَ الْغِلَاضَ الشِّدَادَ يَدْعُوا اللَّهَ تَعَالَىٰ يُخَفِّفْ عَنْهُمْ They ask from the guardians of the hellfire to ask Allah to have some lightening of the punishment for them. وَلَوْ يَوْمًا مِنَ الْعَذَابِ Even if it was just one day without punishment. فَيَرُدُّونَ عَلَيْهِمْ Then they will say to them, أَوَلَمْ تَكُوا تَأْتِيكُمْ رُسُولُكُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ did the messengers not used to come to you with the clarification? فَيُجِيبُونَ بَلَى فَيَرُدُّونَ عَلَيْهِمْ فَدْعُوا مَا دُعَاءُ الْكَافِرِينَ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالِ So they will say, yes, they came to us. So they will say to them, then call as much as you want. Your calling, the calling of the disbelievers now is in nothing except misguidance. وَيُنَادُونَ يَا مَالِكَ لِيَقْضِ عَلَيْنَا رَبُّكَ They will say, O oh Malik, the guardian of hellfire, let Allah destroy us. It will be said to them, you will stay there. Then they will also say, رَبَّنَا أَخْرِجْنَا مِنْهَا فَإِنُعْدْنَا فَإِنَّا ظَالِمُونَ Oh Allah, exit us from it, because if we return to it, if we return to how we were, we will be wrongdoers. And it will be said to them, اِخْسَأُوا فِيهَا وَلَا تُكَلِّمُونَ Stay there and do not speak. Do not speak, stay and remain in the fire. فَعِنْدَ ذَلِكَ يَيْأَسُونَ مِنْ كُلِّ خَيْرٍ وَيَأْخُذُونَ فِي الزَّفِيرِ وَالشَّهِيقِ وَالدُّعَابِ الْوَيْلِ وَالثُّبُورِ So then they realize and they lose all hope and they know they are in that punishment forever. So they scream and they shout and they are not able to do anything. When they make the dua, they know they want to be destroyed and they are asking to be destroyed. Such is the punishment of it. It is mentioned in the ayah, Whenever their skins are burnt, then we replace them with new skins and they continue to be burnt thereafter. These are only some of the descriptions. If you want to see more descriptions of the hellfire, then one of the best places is where? Or descriptions of paradise and hellfire. The end of the Quran. Look at the final few juz of the Quran. Juz Amma. Look there. Look at the surahs in Juz Amma. Look at the explanations of them. Many of them about the hellfire. Look at the chapters 28, 29, 30 in the Quran. Many of those they talk about paradise. They talk about hellfire. They talk about the descriptions of paradise and the descriptions of hellfire. So you should look into the tafsir of the Quran at the end of it. And you will find many descriptions about paradise and hellfire there. But this is a brief, brief mentioning of some of the things, some of the descriptions. Uh, with regards to hellfire, it is mentioned that the least punished person is Abu Talib. The uncle of the Prophet that his shoes will be boiling or that he will be upon coal such that his brain it boils and he will think this is the greatest punishment in hellfire and that is a lightened punishment in hellfire. So the punishment of the fire is great and there are many other narrations about the types of punishments that the Prophet saw the people having and getting in hellfire. 
their faces being ripped and their heads being smashed with rocks. All types of things are mentioned of the punishments of the hellfire. So we ask Allah to protect us from that and to enter us into paradise. We'll conclude upon that brief reminder today.